Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Josh and Anna Gresham. Hope you're having a great day. Having a wonderful day. We just had breakfast at the Cracker Barrel. It was so good. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it's Everybody's kind of decreased in their... They're a bit, wow. they're, they're quality. Wow. We're slamming the Cracker Barrel at I mean, the beginning I'm of just, this podcast. <laughs> well, we're not sponsored by him. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. We're not sponsored by anyone, uh, by the way. We did get to invite our, our lovely waitress to church, which is great. And it was very organic. Carla. Yeah. She was, she was awesome. She was super sweet. Yeah. I know. Well, we're so excited that you've tuned in today. Man, it's a great day. It's always a great day. And especially the topic that we're talking about, which is joy. You know, this isn't something we should have to conjure up. It should just be something that we live in. And this is hard, actually. Joy is a hard topic. I'm going to tell a true story. <laughs> the uh, truth. No, this is from one of our teenagers. And he said, Mom, I'm in this class, and there's a whole group of pretty girls in this class. <laughs> and This is how the conversation started? Yeah, and he said, I'm having a hard time talking to them. Uh-oh. He was a little intimidated. So we start. I was like, just be yourself. You're super funny. You're so handsome. But then he said... So handsome. That was the mom goggles. Sorry. He anyway. is so handsome. <laughs> so then he said, uh, but they're sad all the time. Mm. He goes, they just always look sad. And uh, this past track season, I helped coach at the high school. And the coach and I, we were talking about so many of these teenagers just look sad. Right. Yeah, it is. Like, no joy. And I'd even look at them. I'd be like, get happy. You're 15. Like, life's great. (laughs) You know? I'm so old. (laughs) Your life's before you. (laughs) No, run and enjoy life. But I say that because... Satan doesn't want us to enjoy life. And he, oh, right. he, like one of his avenues of attacks, a fiery dart, is to just suck the, the joy right out of you, of yeah. you just enjoying everyday life. So on my notes for this week's podcast, I titled this, and we talked about it to see if it was an okay title when yeah. we were walking through studying together, Joy When Life Isn't Perfect. Let it sink in. Joy when life isn't perfect. Because life isn't perfect. Right. There, there's not a an everyday perfect day. And then the next sentence after this is, happiness in perfection is a fleeting sense of security. Mm. Do I need to say that again? Yeah, one more time. Okay. Happiness, so having joy, feeling happy in perfection is a fleeting sense of security. Are you only happy when things seem to be going your way? Are you only happy, you're only full of joy when it, you think this has been a good day? I can be happy today. Yeah. That's a fleeting sense of security. True joy comes from our security in Christ, and the Holy Spirit wants to continually produce this lasting fruit in our lives. So true joy comes from Jesus. And I daily remind myself and our children that joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that we can produce every day of our life, even when it's hard. This is hard. I mean, it's hard because we go through some challenging things and you're like, nope, 
not going to do it. I'm not happy. You know, it's tough. Life is tough with this. So that's really what we want to talk about today and give you guys some practical things, things that, that we're walking through and applying ourselves that we currently are choosing to do. Not always perfect. Okay. Thank God for the Holy Ghost helping us. Um, but we're, we've been talking about this a lot, actually, where you said it actually this week, uh, we were sitting on our front porch, you're sitting on our little couch on the front porch and you said, I just want to be happy. Like, I just, I'm so glad that we're happy together. Like, right. Like, I just want to be happy. Yeah. I think a good example for maybe you to kind of check yourself before you get wrecked. All right. Sorry. Um, was, or is when you go on vacation, if like Saturday you get there to the vacation, whether it be the beach, mountains, wherever you choose, and you're all excited and all pumped, and then it's the end of the week, and you've got to go back to work, that you have changed your demeanor. You've changed your countenance, who you are, how you respond to things. You're just kind of like, oh, gosh, now we got to go back to work and back to the daily life. And I would say that's you don't have your, your daily life on check. Yeah. And you need to be able to find joy in all circumstances. And now I'm not saying that you're not going to have bad days. I'm not going to say you're not, you know, you, that you're not having hard days. Those are real. And we shouldn't just ignore those moments. But we need to have a real grasp on joy and how we live our days, you know, it, throughout the whole day, not just like, you know, well, it'll get better in a few weeks. It's like, no, it needs to get better right. now. And how do we do that? And so that's what we want to discuss. Right. Are you only happy at a certain place? This is my happy place. You hear people say that. Uh, I'm glad you brought that out because I feel like that happens so often. Yeah. And you're not enjoying, let's just, let's, let's evaluate. You're not enjoying parenthood right now. Maybe you just feel like the joy is sucked out of you because it's a hard season of parenting. Maybe you're not enjoying your marriage. You and your spouse, you've not been in agreement with some things. Maybe you're not enjoying your job. You got some haters at your job. Haters going to hate. And We're it's all, hard. All, all about our catchphrases this <clears throat> morning. I'm loving this. <clears throat> Uh, maybe you're, and I have something for me personally in here, and I, we're going to talk about, uh, I want to talk about happiness and parenting in a few minutes, but for me personally, are you unhappy with yourself? Mm. You've lost joy in who you are. Maybe you feel like you've failed yourself, and this could be uh, physically, you're not happy with how you look or how you feel. Uh, you're unhappy even with some of your own actions and behaviors. And you're like, why do I keep doing this? Uh, so something that I told myself, when I say I have notes, these are things that I'm telling me, just talking to God about. Uh, and I put, for me, when you know that Jesus loves you in every season of your life, you know that your love for yourself comes through his perfection and not your own. Hmm that he's doing a good work in you, that he's the one perfecting you. I had days where I'm like, man, I'm not happy with me, but Jesus loves me. And I can go to bed knowing that my joy comes from him, Mm -hmm. not from where I feel like I've missed it. So when you choose to receive the love of Christ and then act upon it, your life produces Holy Spirit fruits and that lasting joy. So that's a, a waking up to, all right, God, I need... Uh, to 
live in your love yeah. and recognize Jesus loves me, <clears throat> even, in, even in my mess right now. And he's helping me and I can just choose. You know, you're only as happy as you want to be. So you can choose that inward joy. Happiness and joy is different. Mm-hmm. There's a joy produced by the Spirit of God that's supernatural. A joy that the world didn't give you and that the world can't take away. That's like a Pentecostal song I could sing right now. <laughs> do you want me to? No. You do whatever you want to okay. do, baby. But it's a joy that only God, it's God-given that we can tap into. Yeah. That's huge for me. Yeah. Because happiness, okay, yeah, I need to be happy and just get happy with myself. But true lasting joy comes from knowing the Lord and knowing that God loves you in the middle of it all. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I we're actually preaching a message series here at our church right now, uh, Walk walk this way. And this past Sunday, my message was on walking in happiness, walking in faith, uh, faithfulness, joy, peace, all of those, I combine them all versus separation due to the fact is I'm thinking it's the small everyday pieces that just add up. And um, I use the scripture from Matthew chapter seven with the building your house on a firm foundation and how, you know, Jesus gives us the illustration of there's the people who build that on the firm foundation or they build it on sand. And it's the same elements. It's the same wind, the storm, all of the different things that come at this this foundation. And um, when when you build that that house on the foundation, then the this is this is how I described it was often people are waiting for these gigantic storms. And actually, it's the small little storms. It's the sprinkles. It's it's still all the same element of a storm, like a rain cloud coming over, small amounts of wind, all of these elements. It's in the small moments that we also have to be careful because I do believe that they can overwhelm us in the long haul. And then we're dealing with an aftermath. We're dealing with all of this chaos. And we're sitting here going, how did we get here? And it's really due to the facts of emotional allergies, or when you know a, a certain uh, you know occurrence will take place, and then you respond out of out of fear, out of doubt, and it's not from the Bible. If you if you respond from the Bible, then your happiness and joy is actually more reachable, more obtainable. Whereas if you don't, then what happens is you are actually just continuing down this just roller coaster, or, or not necessarily roller coaster, but just this. Well, the up and down. You know, you're up, snow. you're down, you're up and down. Yeah, it's but the we called avalanche. it the snowball effect. Yeah, it's awful because you're just like, oh. Then you've buried yourself so deep that you don't see how joy is even possible. Right, all these little things. And then when you actually see up. people, right, when you see people in joy and happiness. You actually are like Scrooge, and you have this bah, you know, you just have this disgust with people, like, wow. And then you begin to get into comparison, because then you're like, I bet they're happy because they've got all this money. They've got all of this. Or the opposite. Scrooge had all the money. (laughs) That was true. You know, and that's where he thought he found his happiness. Uh, All I can think of is Scrooge McDuck, by the way. Um, Is that you too? Yeah. Yeah. And like diving in through his money. Yes, that's all I can envision. Yes. Because <laughs> it's not possible. No, it's all not. Right, po- anyway. But he's not happy. Never. 
Once again, your joy, your happiness, you can have all of these things and then still have an underlying discontent with life or yourself. I found with me personally that it's, it is the little things. Yeah, it adds up so fast. Last night, and this will go to one of my points, I uh, was a little emotional, a little tired, been under the weather this week, and it's like nine o'clock, dishes weren't done. You were going to do them, but I didn't know. And I even thought, I went downstairs and I thought, don't complain. This will, we'll get into this in a second, but I need to bring it up. And I told myself, it's okay. You know, this is just, this is everyday life. I hate doing the dishes. So I have to find my joy. Sometimes I'll put a worship song on. I'll find someone to talk to. Like I have four kids. We do two, we do two loads of dishes a day. We even have paper plates. Praise God for paper plates, but they run out quickly. So there are things in life that you're just going to have to do and count it all joy. Well, I still co- complained to you last night, even after I gave myself a pep talk. And I was like, well, could have done the dishes 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and you were like, I was going to, but you jumped in. And I then, swear I was going to. And then before you know it, we have this random, I don't know if it's an argument, it's just a complaining session with each other that was unnecessary. And how often does that happen? Then I looked at you and I was like, reset. We have something in our marriage called the reset button. I don't care if it sounds cheesy, we use it. So just, you can get over making fun of us right now. And I will look at him and I'll go reset. I'm pressing the reset button like this conversation never happened because it's ridiculous. Let's move on. We pressed the reset button last night, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, it was pressed. It was pressed in, but uh, all right. I want to read the scripture because not necessarily released. This scripture but. will will take us into this next part of the podcast, and it's out of Psalm chapter thirty. <laughs> if you have an opportunity to grab your Bible and read Psalm thirty today, or if you have your Bible with you right now, I want you to go there because uh, it is excellent in just describing life in general, and it starts off. Um, uh, David saying, "I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up." I underline that because I like to know that God's the one who lifts me up when I'm in this place. And have not let my foes rejoice over me. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. There's always a responsibility on our end as well. Oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. I love the picture of who God is Mm -hmm. in David's life here recognizing David's, you know, had gone through a a challenging season. And uh, this is a song at the dedication of the house of David. So it's a dedication unto the Lord says that sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for the night. Yeah. Now, you know, Psalm 30 weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Then I really like this next section. It says, Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hit your face and I was troubled. So I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. Then here's, this is key. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Our happiness 
is often based upon our own insecurities. When life isn't perfect, boom, you know, or when life is perfect, happiness arrives. When life is less than perfect, you know, explosion, bring on every insecure emotion. And whenever we read this scripture, we recognize David knew his source of security, who God was. Yeah. That's everything. Do you know the source of your strength? Do you know that God is the source of your joy? Do you know that he is your ultimate source in your provision? Maybe you're, you're having, uh, you're just, you're not joyful because you have a lot of bills coming up. Um, do you know that he's your provider, that he rebukes the devourer for your sake? You know, do you know that God's cheering your marriage on? Do you know that the Lord's given you instruction on how to train your kids and he's got a plan for you? Like there's all these things of, do you know God? And what I love so much about the scriptures, we have this picture of David like, what, what work? Like, wh what's it going to do if I go to the pit? Like, you know, will the dust praise you? Like, is it worth being in a pity party? Is it worth being in the dumps? What comes out of that? Nothing, right? So I've got a few questions I ask myself when I go through this. Anna, do you know him? I like to ask myself that question. Yeah. And then I'll go, I do know him. What do you know about him? What do you know? What does he say about this situation? Do you know that he loves you? Maybe you're dealing with a happiness or joy problem because you live in shame constantly. You live in condemnation constantly. You need to read Romans chapter 8. Do you know that God loves you? That even in your mess, he loves you and he wants to take you out of that pit. And then the final question that I get in, and, I, and I'll say, I do know God loves me. I do know that. Then are you willing to receive from him, even in the hardest of hearts, even if you're having a hard day loving yourself, are you willing to receive the good gift that he has for you today? Maybe you're not a good receiver. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But these are great questions to ask yourself and to begin that thought process of uh, really living life in an abundance of joy, that, that full cup, that overflow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you give some, maybe give some examples of what you find joy? Like, what is it that brings joy to you that you just know, man, this is from the Father? Like, what's something like that? So, this past week, I was having, uh, I didn't feel very well and I was a little tired. And I woke up really early one morning. I was laying in bed, and I just began to talk to the Lord, and then I thought, get up and go downstairs, okay? Make some coffee, sit in your favorite chair, and just have a moment with God. Uh, took out a devotional that I love, um, and then it took me to Romans chapter 6, and I just sat there in the quiet before everyone was awake, and, and it was beautiful, Sometimes we overcomplicate what this looks like, mm -hmm. but it brought such joy and it started my day off in, in a beautiful way with the Lord where um, I just felt his peace over my life and I needed it. Mm -hmm. and then I went in, did more dishes, right? This is just <laughs> what it looks like. And, but I started my day uh, and it, I think we sometimes overcomplicate this or we'll just lay it. I could have laid in bed and stewed. You know, sure. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I woke up this early. I now deserve. my day is going to be the worst because I'm so tired. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's sure. a choice. You know, I mean, that's what that looks like. I think another thing for me of having that point of joy 
uh, when we go on walks together in the evening and we just, just walk and talk, it's, I find joy in that. Yeah. Like I'm connecting with you and, and it's fun. It's enjoyable for me. Um, you, you figure out those moments that just help refuel and refill your tank. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't have to be overcomplicated. Uh, there was a song, a worship song that, uh, that just hit me from Upper Room Music. Um, he saved me. And I played it all week long and just had the best time singing that song and worshiping God to mm-hmm. it. Like it just, it was awesome. Uh, all right. What about you? Um, I, I enjoy, so my joy with him is, is just seeing, being able to reflect in the moments after something is taking place. Um, I make sure that I always reflect to go, I know God was there. Where was he? Mm. And to kind of reflect upon it to go, that's where he was. Because man, that, that's not possible. Not, not in an earthly way is possible or whatever the case may be. So the reflection of things is always helpful for me. Uh, it might not be in the moment, but it might be after the moment. So, yeah, I think what you were saying earlier is important. Uh, I also want to add to that with the thought of knowing him um, and who you are in Christ. I think too often we put our labels in front of us. Um, I actually saw, I sent this to our staff, I saw a podcast, or I'm sorry, a, a, a little blurb on a pastor talking about how these labels in front of being a Christian, you know, a Republican Christian, a Democrat or Christian, uh, uh, you know, a conservative Christian, all these different titles before, and you're putting these labels on you, and oftentimes, I mean, maybe it's in, in labels of like, you know, you're divorced, there's labels of some type of a trauma or whatever it is, these labels don't help you to connect to Christ because Christ wants to heal you from those things. You're putting that stuff before who you are in Christ, and uh, that gets in the way of you having a fullness in Christ. Yeah. And so when, when trauma happens or, or the joy stealers come through, you know, you, you may go to that first label before you go to Christ. Right. You'll go to that group of people before you'll go to Christ and finding your answers. So we've got to be really careful. So, yeah. All right. So we want to give you guys three ways um, to really just rejoice in the Lord and live in God's joy for today. Three different ways that, that I'm walking through. We're not saying we're perfect in this, but it's when you put... When you commit this to the Lord and you recognize, I want to live more joyful, uh, that you're waking up to just like what Josh said to me this past week, I just want to be happy and enjoy life. I can't tell you how many moments I've had that conversation with the Lord too. And really this devotion for me came out of, Lord, I just want to enjoy parenting. This is a hard season of parenting. And I realized that I, I want to enjoy it. So help me to enjoy what you've given me to do. God, I I need your help. And it's really making this choice that you're committing this to the Lord. When we commit our plans to the Lord, He causes them to be established and to succeed. That you're putting your trust in God. Have you put your trust in what you see in your kids doing, what you're seeing your spouse doing, what you're seeing your finances doing? Are you putting your trust in God? 
You're putting your trust in, you know, what you don't have. Are you putting your trust in God? And then you're going to rejoice in the Lord. And I'll say this, this is going to take determination and grit. Okay, praising God is moving from your head to God's word, from God's heart to your heart. It takes determination and it does take grit because your flesh doesn't want to do it. Mm -mm. All right, so three ways. Here we go. First, recognizing that it's a brand new day and there are new mercies for today. That this is the day the Lord has made and you choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. I love Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Mercy, never-ending mercies, are new mercies from God. That is, for, that is receiving forgiveness that you don't deserve. Yeah. Okay? That's what mercy is. It's so beautiful. It's God just loving on you because he loves you. Not anything you could do yourself. It's just God. And he says they're new every day. Every morning I say, Lord, I thank you for your new mercies for me today. So this is recognizing, okay, I might have been upset last night. We might have had a blowout argument, but we forgave each other. It's a new day. Right. And God, you're doing something new today. Yeah. Something fresh. Fresh. Is that weird? (laughs) No, go. But it's a new day. So first thing, you got to know that it is a new day. Yeah. I think right? it's brilliant. You have to wake up. <laughs> you know the troubles are still may, you know, be in existence. But now it's like, all right, I'm not going to, and this is what we always say often, we're not going to stand on the problem. We're going to find the solution. And God is a problem solver. And by going to him, you are establishing, hey, I'm looking for an answer. And he tells us that those who seek after uh, that type of wisdom, uh, then he's going to come forth and present it. He's going to give you what you need. So um, he's a way maker. I'm ready to find that way. New day. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow hasn't happened yet. Right. Do you not have joy because you're thinking about yesterday and you're worried about tomorrow? Because goodness, that happens all the time. Yeah. You're going to have to forgive yesterday and give God your tomorrows, you know, and just say, I'm going to enjoy today in the moment. God, what can you do in my life today? Mm-hmm. And get your mind disciplined. Uh, take those thoughts captive that are just consuming you and say, Lord, this is your day. Help me today. All right. Second thing. This is a challenging one. Refuse to complain. Oh, man. <sighs> Let that sit in. <laughs> That's hard because sometimes it's, it's you formed of habit. You have your go-to people that you want to complain to. You have your soapbox that you're so familiar with, and then you realize what you're doing. You justify your, uh, what do you call them, emotional allergies? Yeah. You justify them based upon your own behaviors that truly need to be evaluated and fixed. And it was last night, totally bombed this number two when I complained <laughs> about the dishes. And I even brought up to Josh this morning. I was like, last night, I was like, don't complain. It's not going to help. But then I was like, you know what? Nobody's doing the dishes in this house but me. You know, and then we're having that moment. And it's challenging. It was beautiful. Uh, we had a lot of extra bills come up this month. And we've had an opportunity to either complain about them or to say we're tithers, we're givers. God rebukes the devourer for our sake. That, God, you're going to take care of these things because you're our provider. Right. 
that you can either stand on the solution or you can stand on the problem. Psalm 30 said, what profit is it to go down to the pit? Is it going to help going to the pit of despair? No. No, and that goes back to Proverbs 18, 21 that says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Do you want to speak life or do you want to speak death? And so a lot of times, boy, you can speak death real fast. Man. Okay, so Psalm, or not Psalm, Philippians 2, 14 through 16 says this. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among whom, this is the key here, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. We often forget that we are called to shine as a light to the world, a light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Complaining, um, complaining, we're not shining <laughs> whenever we live in, in that constant complaining. Are you unhappy or dealing with a lack of joy in your marriage because you're complaining about your spouse to people? Uh, Are you constantly complaining about your children? Are you believing the best in your children? Are you constantly complaining about your job? Are you praying and covering your job uh, in prayer and asking just the Lord to help? Are you complaining about your future? You know, like we could go, are you complaining about your body? Man, that's huge. That's huge. We've had this discussion. Yeah, and what's happened is, is you've gotten to a landslide moment it's overwhelming you, and therefore you don't see a way out. Or you do see the way out, but it is a long game. And in doing that, having that, that discipline to see it to the long game is so hard. I mean, I have an app with a workout plan on it, and you're supposed to go 90 days. And so we had so much that took place the last three weeks that I was unable to go to the gym. I still did some exercises. I'd either go ride my bike or I would run or I would walk, but I didn't get into the gym, so it didn't count as a completed workout. So I thought, I'll just pick it back up where I left it off, which was on a Thursday, and it will be okay. I'm not going to sit here and do start over. Uh, I didn't feel like I needed to do that, but I opened up the app, and the app made me start over because it knew that I had not logged in, and it was one of those things like... Did it suck the joy out of your life? Yeah, because (laughs) I had already done three consecutive weeks, but then I was three consecutive weeks off, and I was like, but I did three weeks, that should count. And it's like, no, because the challenge was 90 days straight. So then you're like, oh, gosh, you know, and it was really frustrating, but you know what? I started over, and here I am, day one, this will be day two. So it's, it's one of those deals that I can understand the heaviness, the overwhelming look of it and go, oh, yeah, it's easy for you just to say, you know, stand on the the solution and not the problem. But is complaining going to help you when you're going to do this 90 days anyway? No. That's a question we've got to throw out to ourselves. Right. And we, we are a light to the world. Goodness, this is something we're trying to teach our kids right now who are in this season of wanting to complain over everything. You're going to have to do it, so you might as well get happy doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm reading a book right now, which I'm I'm really in in I'm in it right now, and it's called Extreme Ownership. And in the book, there's some Navy SEALs that are explaining how if everyone would just take ownership instead of the blame game, instead of shifting it, instead of instead of saying all of the justifications and reasoning, just own it, own it, and let's figure it out. Don't keep sitting there with, well, I was just, this is the way it's going to be. And it's just the way it, no, own it. Let's find a solution. And man, it is a great book. If you haven't ever, if you've never read it, find it, read it. It is, it's really good. So 
All right, first thing, new day, new mercies. Second thing, we're going to stop complaining. Yep. And get that process started. Catch yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to correct you and to help you. Wake up to it. All right. Third thing, daily bread, that you are feasting at God's table. I love in Psalm 23 where he says that he prepared for us a table in the presence of our enemies. You have enemies all around you every day. Word of God says no weapon formed against you will prosper. That means there's probably a weapon that has been formed against you, but it won't prosper. But you're, you're going to have to feast at the table of God every day, and it's choosing feast over famine. Mm. Are you having a lack of joy because you feel just that you're in a famine and you're not feasting? I say this when it comes to, we got a lot of social media clips that are good. We share them. I like them. But they're snacks. They're like biblical snacks. When you need to sit down, uh, not that God can't use them, not throwing those under the bus, but you need to sit down and just have a moment with God where you just talk to the Lord about your day. Get real honest with God. Pray throughout the day. Get your Bible out. Have a word for the, you know, that day that you're studying, that you're planning deep in your heart, or that you just you got a devotional. I read Rick Warren's devotional just about every morning, and uh, I get it in my email. It's easy. I really enjoy it. It's very practical and applicable. So you find something that works for you, and you get in and you just spend time in the Word of God. Psalm 119.25 says, My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to the word. We have everything in this world trying to suck out the joy that we're trying to get us to cling to the dust, that your thoughts, the word of God tells us to renew our mind every day to the word of God for a reason, yeah. right? Because your soul is constantly clinging to the dust, but God will give us life or revive us according to his word. And then I do want to read Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. This is very descriptive. <laughs> And your words to me were to me, and your words were to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So I found your word. I ate your word. Yeah. Those words were to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Then I realized, God, I'm called by you. You're my Lord. You got to get in and digest the word of God. Plant it deep in your heart. That you're truly just saying, God, I want everything that you have for my life today. If you've been in a stagnant place and you feel that, you know, you just need help, cry out to God and get it. Have a friend that you're close with come and pray with you. You know, reach out to someone. You're not alone in this. That say, hey, I need a word. I need some help. Do you have a devotional? Just something that you can come alongside. We're supposed to do life together as believers. And... uh we got to be willing to, to reach out and ask for help sometimes. Yeah. And don't be ashamed. This is, it's a good, it's a good place to find yourself in where you go, all right, it's time to change it, shift it. Let's go out. Let's get out of the pit. Let's get into a place where God can use you. And, you know, again, you need to operate from a, a place of influence. So owning that, uh, taking care of your joy, it's that joy doesn't come from the outside, okay, from all the different things of this world, joy, the Lord will feed you from the inside of that joy. Yeah, that's right. That's and it. So you need to be the influencer of your own environment, that the people that are around you, they go, man, they just are true, joyful people. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine right now, two or three people in your life, you go, you know, they're just always full of joy, and they're just peaceful, and they're, man, I'm telling you what, there's something about it. 
There, that's where we need to live in. The joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Yep. If the joy of the Lord is my strength, why would I not want that? If a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up your bones, why would I not want that? Yeah. And this is something God's really been ministering to me about. So you're not alone in this. I've been parked there of just needing to enjoy and rejoice to not complain or think what is going on and know, God, I'm going to, I'm going to rejoice in you and I'm going to praise you. And when I do that, God, you deliver me from all my fears. You deliver me from everything that I'm against because you are my deliverer. Right. It's such a beautiful position to find ourselves in today and yep. to just be fully dependent on God. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning in and just staying connected with the journey together. If you want joy, oh you my just Lord, clap you're going to sing it. this out. What, do you know that song? Yes, I know this song. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I feel like, how can we not finish with that? That's. Aren't you supposed to whistle in that song too? <laughs> I, I can't whistle. It's like, no, no, 100% no. Yeah, you are. No whistling in that song. Yeah, yeah there's a whole point of it, like whistling. I remember. No, oh, clap for it. My church was shout way cooler it. than your church. We whistled. Right? <laughs> shout for I can shout and I can clap. All right. Hey, again, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And make sure you share, like, and subscribe. We love you guys. All right, have it's a, a great one. day. All right, bye-bye.